from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women, the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest, Laura Matajewski of HLB Gross Collins. She is a principal, and she is also a manufacturing and distributing and supply chain practice leader. How are you today, Laura? Thank you for having me, Amanda. It's a pleasure. Laura, I wanted to just start out by giving our listeners a little bit um, of an idea of what you do in the marketplace. So tell us briefly about what you do for HLB Gross Collins. Absolutely. Well, I have the privilege and pleasure of leading the practice, as you mentioned, So, which has really kind of been, I think, historically known more as like a, a male-dominated environment. So already I feel the honor to be able to really kind of be out there and help lead the charge for women in this industry. So what I do on my day-to-day -day is I'm out there with my clients talking about what they're doing, big decisions to make, what is going to happen tomorrow, next week, next year, five years down the road, and I'm there to listen listen is the most important thing I do and then I figure out how to take the things that are most meaningful to them and figure out how to best bring those to fruition so whether it's just you know planning for you know some type of you know report that they're going to need some presentations going to have to be done what decisions they want to make from investment and growth or you know are they going to want to sell the business at some point in time and how do we set themselves up to be successful for that so we're just really what we call the trusted advisors and partners for them and you've been with them for six years yes and you've made a name for yourself in the marketplace I like to think so, so but <laughs> I think you have. We met in the marketplace. That we did. I'm going to give quick ups to um, the avenue in which we met. We have a great mutual friend named Emily Denu. I have the pleasure of serving on a collaborative board with her at the Hudgens Art Center, and she and I do the Young Professionals of Gwinnett together. And whenever I met Emily, she always spoke so highly of her mentor, Laura. Oh. And then I got to meet Laura in the marketplace as well, and you were just as vibrant and as shining as she had led me to believe that you were so tell tell um everybody just a little bit about the relationship between you and emily absolutely so i was just kind of out there doing my thing as i always do and i was at an event for partnership gwinnett just supporting new businesses and um i was kind of going around the room doing the meet and greet and i just came across emily and immediately we hit it off she just had this personality and just engagement and what she was doing and just her her passion for really touching individuals out there and finding ways to bring education and support to them was just phenomenal so she and I hit it off right away and then we've just kind of been you know fast friends ever since and at some point we decided to kind of take on the role where she said I would love if you could be this person for me and to me that's just the biggest honor anybody could ever ask outside of just being you know friendship or co-worker or whatever um, because I think it's so important for each of us to have 
uh, you know, several people that we say that are mentors for us that can help guide us and lead us along the way. And those will constantly evolve and change. So she and I have kind of developed a relationship that way. And, you know, I just say, I, I, I told Emily, I said, I don't know when this will ever kind of reach its point where we're just like, you know, off doing our own things. And we kind of forget that we love to just chit chat day to day. Mm-hmm. And so she's just phenomenal. I don't think it will ever fade completely. As you and I were chatting before the show, I think it will just evolve and continue to grow. Yep. Well, I'm thankful that she connected the two of us. I met her, or I met you when you were supporting her um, at several events. So glad to have you on the show today and glad to share your story of success with our listeners. Um, Really quickly, and I'm going out of order here, I apologize, but since we touched on mentorship Mm -hmm. throughout your career or your lifetime, who has been a mentor to you? Well, you know, I would have to say that um, first and foremost, there were some women I really met through um, uh, my passion for supporting the community. So there was a woman in particular um, that um, she probably doesn't really know what the impact was that she had, but her name was Virginia Hepner, mm-hmm. is Virginia Hepner. So she's just a, a, a cornerstone here um, in the Atlanta market. And I was working with a particular nonprofit and what she had to share and how she spoke about what it was that should be meaningful to you that you need to find as a passion in your growth as a person and as a professional um, really struck home with me. And it was just kind of one of those a little bit reach for the stars, so to speak, moments. And I realized, you know what? I do have a lot of opportunities ahead of me. You know, you don't have to just follow that magical kind of check the box thing. So from there, I just continued to find ways to kind of hearken myself back to that and then continue to find women um, and men along the way that I think were very meaningful to me and that continued to share insights um, for me. So when I think of mentors right now, I have several Mm -hmm. and each of them has just continues to feed a different aspect of my life, whether it's somebody I'm working with directly in my firm or just people I've gotten to know that I kind of call them like our COIs um, and centers of influence that just really kind of help um, you know guide and motivate me and I love that chance to also give back as well to to the next generation out there anybody else that is going to be open to that that if I can share my story or my stumbles and hurdles that I've come overcome then you know hopefully maybe that can add some value for them as well too. I have heard um, from many powerhouse ladies that have sat in that seat right there that it is extremely important to reach back when you reach a certain point in your career or success. Mm-hmm. Um, what good is all the, the fame and glory if you don't turn around and kind of uh, give that back to someone? So I can see that that is a quality that you have and that you also have received that in the marketplace and through your mentorship as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rewind a little bit, and thanks for sticking with me as I water bug around. Um, Laura is a CPA, and she has her MBA. She's a graduate of Kennesaw State University, KSU. Um, (laughs) Have you been back to the campus lately? Yes, I have. And in fact, I'm very fortunate through our partnership with KSU. um, We've just kind of finished out the insanity of recruiting season and bringing in, um, finding the the names and bodies that are going to be a part of our team going forward for the next couple of years, honestly, is that that's how far out you really have to look now. Um, But uh, they open up opportunities to certain of their supporters. And I'm going to get a chance to partner with one of the professors and teach, um, co-teach 
each one of the classes there to the the next generation of accountants. So hopefully they they like what I have to say, and you know they don't just go, oh goodness, another boring accountant out there. But you know it's fun opportunities like that that I get to do to give back, and of course you know go owls. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a great chance for me to just continue to kind of go back to campus and see how things are going there because I started when it was Kennesaw College, yeah. and if for those of the listeners that may remember those moments and it was strictly a commuter school to now the organization that it is today so um i just out of curiosity are you going to recruit talent are you going to are you do you guys have interns so you're (laughs) looking to build the internal and then you know bring them on to your staff once they reach a point of maturity or graduate that is correct yeah so that's really where um this the firms all there's various schools around you know the georgia area you know throughout the southeast that we are very dedicated to being engaged with like their accounting teams and like they call like beta alpha psi things of that nature and we just have boots on the ground dedicated team members that are out there with our talent acquisition specialist and we just let them know that you know we're here we're here to help you know guide them and give them answers and explain to them and really immerse them we do a summer leadership program that's what we call it and it's a couple days where you just get fully immersed in our culture while you're still in college and you know we wine and dine and do fun things and we do interviews as well too and hopefully several of them walk away with internship positions to come and really kind of get to feel what it is to be a part of our firm so and there are a lot of firms out there that are kind of doing that and it's really just kind of what you have to do now uh, that's where we find our pool of talent if we're not looking out through like recruiter other recruiters and things of that nature right that's very interesting um, because there are a lot of CPAs out there. Obviously, you're a different caliber than the majority, I would say. But never would I think, if I were a student um, going for my CPA, that I would be recruited. I would think that it'd be my responsibility to align myself with a firm out there and do, you know, there are smaller entities that many people are a part of. Excuse me. Um, but it's really comforting to hear that people are sourcing talent, especially for the people that are, are going to be graduating soon, uh, mm-hmm. knowing that they could uh, connect with a, a firm like yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really just what we try to just kind of demystify what it is and um, to be a part of the accounting profession and get them to understand that all of the things that they do have available to them and why it would be just an excellent choice to be a part of our team. <laughs> You're laughing and I'm laughing too because... Accounting and auditing, no offense, Laura, it doesn't sound exciting or glamorous, but it looks like you are delighted by what you do. And it would appear that the passion is evident for Mm -hmm. for, um, your world. Would you say to a a young person in school that's going for their CPA that they're obviously passionate about that field? It's not like they were the the shining light was like, come to me, you want to be a CPA. (laughs) More like uh, they were like good in math and, and things like that. Explain to me how you knew that this was the world that you wanted to be in well interestingly i started out as a biology major of all things so like complete 360 but you know and it wasn't so much about the math it was about understanding the components and working with people so i think there's a real you know customer service is like key in so many different industries and for us especially we're there holding hands being the people that are there that are listening so there's a lot of psychology to it Um, but then you learn all those other components so all the kind of have to's I say um, and we kind of figure out how to bring those together with the wants 
So it's really an opportunity for people to better understand, not only do we have to kind of check the boxes and do these sorts of things here, but here's a way for you to represent value and information and bring it to the table so that they can understand it. So we get to be all nerdy and goofy on our side, and then we have a chance to um, really help make them feel more comfortable about what it is they're doing and how do they get to understand that and how do they bring that out to the larger audience. You and I were chatting before the show, and we were talking about the importance of relationship development um, mm -hmm. in the marketplace and as well as with your clients and retention um, also. And you mentioned that that's one of the things that you enjoy most about your role is getting to connect with people. We're a part of similar or some of the same networking groups, the Chairman's Club for the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce as well, and other, you mentioned, manufacturing groups. Where would you say um, you find the most value as far as networking is concerned and relationship development in the marketplace? For someone that's looking to find a group to become a part of, mm -hmm. what would you recommend for them to um, kind of immerse themselves in to be in the right arena? Absolutely. So I think whatever county that you are in um, that you kind of call home, I think that's a great place to start because I think each of the chambers really focuses on um, they call them like next generation or various other young professionals. So those are great environments to start with because they're very welcoming. Everybody's kind of in that similar sort of boat, but you're really meeting a lot of people that are engaged in all different levels. You can be talking to someone that's your age that can be a C-suite and you just don't even realize it, but they've just had that opportunity presented to them. So it's a great way to get out there and just start getting to know who exists in the community as you kind of go along and you go, all right, well, I know I'm gonna need to know this type of person here. I think they might be helpful to me here. So you kind of, as you start to feel yourself through, I think things like that, or for us uh, accountants, the Georgia Society of CPAs, they also have a young professional group. That is another great organization and they do chapters all over the state so there's always one that's very convenient um, to get a part of and you know whatever if you went to college you know your alumni association is going to of course be another great resource there for all of us accountants the beta alpha psi is just kind of the number one that sits out there and that's just a great way they they really help to kind of build those um, understandings and expectations of what's out there in the marketplace and really do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with all of the firms around so that you can feel comfortable and it's not you know, they kind of lift the veil on the, I call like the mystery of what it might be to move from the college life into the professional world. And that's an interesting transition. You know, when you've devoted so much of your time to your studies um, with no real correlation to the workforce or real world, that internship or that kind of caveat, like you mentioned with the group could really make all the world a difference uh, in the transition to the marketplace. Absolutely. I'm looking at your bio here and uh, I've highlighted and also drawn a square around facilitating positive changes and growth okay mm -hmm. I think that's a part of the mission statement about what you do and and how you work so diligently with your clients but I kind of want to pivot we're going to use that p word pivot mm -hmm. and uh, understand a little bit about your uh, efforts within the community you spoke about a nonprofit, but we didn't go into detail the Drake house specifically mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about the Drake house and how you facilitate positive change and growth through your participation with this organization oh boy now I have to check all of the boxes here so <laughs> and here so a little background on the Drake house just briefly so part of my early on initiatives and in trying to get myself out there in the marketplace and get to understand what was in the community I was always raised to be 
you need to find something that fulfills you outside of kind of your your day-to-day something that's going to give back and i came across the drake house over in roswell and they provide um, temporary housing shelter um, and various programs to single homeless single mothers and even like grandmothers things like that and their children so it's a program that has an extremely high success rate to it they provide temporary housing to them they'll do career coaching all of those sorts of things so all of that really kind of spoke to me that these are people that ran into a variety of circumstances and there is such a need out there in the market that there's the stigma of how much you know we perceive as a poverty level in various areas. And I did not realize I was living in an area that had over, I think is it 22%, if I'm saying that right. Somebody at the Drake House will probably correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, poverty level and where I was at and where I live in North Fulton. And it's just one of those things that people don't necessarily think about at all. So how could I get engaged in that? So when we talk about the facilitating positive changes and growth, I started out from the ground. I just got a chance to get to know everybody there. An opportunity to join the board came up. I was awarded that. And now I've been very fortunate to be the treasurer for several years. So I'm really involved from that aspect of the development of new relationships, finding people out there, supporting the organization and sharing the mission so that when there's decisions to be made about what's our next step, how do we continue to share this message and help more people outside of this community? I have a chance to be a real part of that action and find and bring to the table ideas and solutions collaboratively with the rest of the team there. So it's just something that truly, you know, feeds, feeds my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's no surprise to me that you sit in the treasury seat. I'm sure that you, <laughs> you're very valuable um, in that role to them. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other things that you participate in, like the golf for kids. Yes. Golfing. <laughs> and then also do tell me about the song, um, the song of Atlanta show chorus. Do you sing as well? I do. I've been on hiatus for a few years. So any of the ladies that might listen to this podcast will be like, Laura, come back. So I had a blast. So all women, barbershop harmony, um, sweet Adelines. So at the time it was around 140 women. And um, at some point I was a part of their board of directors as well too. But yes, yes. Were you an alto? What was your octave? I was lead. So I'm kind of like that, that kind of melody, but I love kind of getting into the higher ranges as well too. So that was just absolutely a blast. I think I did that for maybe like eight or nine years. And um, I'm going to pull you out of retirement and I'm putting <laughs> you on the spot. Emily, I'm putting you on the spot too. We have Friendsgiving coming up in November with the uh, Gwinnett Young Professionals. And we have decided to do a Korean barbecue and karaoke. Oh, you're going to be my date, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear those pipes. Okay. I'm taking my phone out and putting that on my calendar. <laughs> and we're going to get some photos too, but we won't put those on the internet. Those will just be for our yeah absolutely (laughs) maybe maybe your great singing can drown out my oh dying we can just we can all support each other (laughs) supporting women (laughs) that was on on a lighter note while while laura and i take a water break from from all of this um this chatting we're gonna have a quick word from um the people who support this series and i give great thanks to tammy shoemate and terry jondal and here's a word from our partners Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. 
As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. And welcome back. We are speaking with Laura Majewski, and um, we had a great time during the break. And we're going to kind of reset and and uh, switch gears into something that is definitely top of mind for the world now. We won't spend too much time on it. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am very curious and passionate about um, these different arenas uh, within your manifesto here we have manufacturing distribution and supply chain practice leader everybody in the world has been impacted by the supply chain hang-up if you can you could call it that here lately uh, just give me a little bit of an idea or, or the listeners an overview of what you do um, in those worlds. Absolutely. So, um, you know, outside of you know, the traditional types of things that you think of kind of in the accounting world, you know, the reports, the returns, things like that. So my job is really kind of to be um, a consultant for these companies. I am sitting there and I'm, and as I mentioned earlier, I very much listen and uh, then I figure out ways to react, react proactively, <laughs> you know, and, and so in this market, though, we're constantly chasing our tails. So under COVID, as I'm sure so many others in, in all different professions can say, we've just been absolutely kind of just exhausted, just jumping ahead of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So whether it was PPP or this or that, right now we're in a very heavy M&A market. So a lot of things are changing hands there. But business owners are making decisions faster than ever before. So I have to be able to be um, be kind of three steps ahead of them and be prepared to have the conversations when they are ready to start moving the cash as we've seen so many of them do. So the big question, of course, with everybody because freight costs are just through the roof. You cannot get products. They're telling you you should have ordered Christmas like six months ago, which I'm sure is probably true. But right now, from our projections, we're seeing probably the supply chain will have a chance to recover maybe by Q2 of 2023, is what we're thinking. There's just so many different factors out there right now. Companies that are, you know, the big powerhouse companies that are out there that are putting dollars that they have available to invest in things like um, you know, actual ships and taking over ownership of things like that, really kind of driving forces there. And then how do we handle, you know, from the local national perspective, businesses that are here boots on the ground in the U.S. just trying to find ways to survive, bring bring product to their customers. And, um, you know, that's where we have to kind of get uh, creative, so to speak, and find opportunities. And that's really where our partnership groups work together. It's a very tight community, very tight knit community. And um, through the organizations, through the chambers, through um, various different initiatives and things, we have a chance, um, I have a chance to continue to, to kind of help myself be at the forefront and then carry that message on to my clients whether it's figuring out how do we find the next you know upper level person that's going to help lead this new warehouse that we just finally got into because we found the space and we found the dollars to do it 
or you know we want to tackle three or four more different lines because we know the demand is there so how do we handle all of those components so lots of different decisions from a growth perspective Mm -hmm. you know the industry was very fortunate that it has come through so strong and you know we're just in a situation right now where people are buying 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 and businesses just don't know how much they need to buy to continue to feed that demand when is it going to settle down and level back out yeah very interesting and i could talk to you about this for hours but we'll save that for when we have a bottle of wine (laughs) um one thing that is evident through all of our conversation laura is your passion and your motivation for what you do and helping others and and um being a resource to people within your community and also your clients as well what motivates you, Laura? I know there are probably many factors, but when you wake up in the morning, alarm goes off. I'm sure you're not the kind that sets like three alarms 15 minutes apart in increments. <laughs> Mike's pointing at himself like he has 12, <laughs> t- 10 minutes apart from each other. When you wake up in the morning, uh, what motivates you to go out and seize the day? All right. Well, you know, and I've been thinking about this a little bit because I expected probably a question <laughs> like this would come along. And it's it's seeing the um, the excitement in my clients' faces, seeing the excitement in my team members' faces, that they get to be a part of the change that's happening. Because I think we all, you know, tend to kind of compartmentalize ourselves into this is my role, this is my responsibility, this is what I do. But you don't realize the things that you're bringing to the table and the conversations you're having, those are so impactful to what businesses are trying to do right now, individuals that you know, may have not even realized a couple of years ago they would find themselves in this particular, you know, position. So I get up and I go, I'm going to talk to five or six or seven or eight people today. And each of them I know in some special way, whether it's we got to know each other, you know, last year, 10 years ago or yesterday. And each of them I've gotten a chance to understand. And I know how I can hopefully help them be better at what they're doing go over the stumbling box that they may be running across sharing stories things you know even just sitting there and listening and that smile that acknowledgement that thank you you know that a lot of times we don't necessarily hear you sometimes you only just hear the things when you know things are not so thankful or whatever but that's what gets me up in the morning that's amazing. I was I was jotting down some notes here because you were talking about being intentional, intentionalism. Mm-hmm. And to quote my dear friend Randy Brunson, um, mm-hmm. you must be intentional with your time, treasures, and talents. And I'd say that you are exemplary of that. Your time, treasures, and thank you for giving me some of your time today. I'm Absolutely. very much enjoying our conversation. Uh, another thing that I wrote down that you and I had chatted about earlier that stood out to me was that you have the power to affect change and to lead and lead the charge of your own path Mm -hmm. we were talking about growth and we were talking about overcoming obstacles in leading the charge to your own path what were some things that you might have had to overcome that have made you a better person today absolutely well I think in you know when I look back in the past and I kind of look where I was you know hitting pivotal points to make decisions as to what I was going to do with myself in in my career um and just in personal life there were points where I had to really make a firm decision and I had to go, well, I know these are the things that people have shared with me, my mentors, to say that this would help you be more successful here. So I had to kind of break out of the, shockingly, um, people think I'm like 
complete extrovert and I actually originally was a major introvert like the ultimate accountant nerd I just was missing the green eye shade or the pocket protector perhaps um, and I had to just kind of get out there and and do and I, I it was that simple thing where you just put your hand out and you just shake somebody's hand and you go hi you know I'm so and so who are you what do you do I'd love to talk to you so and just pushing myself for things like that that I think really kind of helped me break down some of those barriers because I knew if I wanted to be successful and here's the goals I set for myself I had to start taking these steps and these initiatives on my own but being a part of an organization that is so supportive our culture just really is this is what you want to do I mean maybe if I want to go just climb mountains tomorrow you know for the rest of my life probably they might you know let's come back a little bit but you know I say, here's the things I want to do, here's ideas, and we're very collaborative, very supportive, and it's just about you own your career path. And I think that is so huge because I think oftentimes people feel like they don't have the resources available to them. And you just need to hear those words sometimes and get a chance to go in and just knock on a door and say, I've got a thought, I've got an idea or I'm stumbling across something here and have someone just listen and find a way to work together on that. So that's really for me, kind of just what I think has really kind of fueled all of that. Absolutely. You, you referenced an acronym earlier and I wrote it down, but when you explained it, I've heard something similar, COI. Mm-hmm. In my world that has been, uh, I, I know it as a sphere of influence. I know that's SOI, mm-hmm. but your sphere of influence and you talked about collaborative culture. Uh, I'd like for you just to maybe um, go into detail a little bit more like you shared with me about that culture within your organization because I feel like that sets your firm apart from the big pool mm-hmm. of, of other firms out there but beyond that I think it's truly ingrained in you in your core values and that's why you guys are so aligned so share with our listeners um, why you're so enthusiastic about the collaborative culture at HLB Gross Collins. Absolutely. So, yeah, so COI centers of influence for us says so very similar to your sphere. So, our focus is it is truly that team environment. So, we're not out for a, you know, here's a particular area and here's a particular batch of people that you're working with and that's it and you just have to keep growing that. We're about this team works with this team over here. So say like the audit works with the tax, the shareholder over here works with this group over here. We have two different offices here in Atlanta. So we work a lot of simultaneously with the, that our teams across the offices and we support each other. So when, when there's initiatives that are going on, we sit down and we have really engaging conversations. We find ways each person has got something new and interesting or valuable thing things that really have kind of helped them kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together and that's how we work it so there's never a a feeling that you are isolated on your own and that this is your responsibility you better just run with it it's very collaborative very supportive and that's really the best way I think for us to each because there's a piece of information that I have that you may not have in the same way that when we put those together the puzzle's complete exactly and then the client gets two pieces instead of one so very nice there's a lot to be said for a, a dynamic like that mm-hmm. and i'm sure that your customers and your clients uh they appreciate that as well within mm-hmm. your organization i wanted to ask you really quickly um it's kind of something funny we're gonna we're gonna take a turn <laughs> yesterday i ate chick-fil-a twice <gasps> that's the only thing i ate yesterday 
two spicy chicken sandwiches at two different types a day. My question to you, Laura, is when you go to Chick-fil-A, what kind of sauce do you dip your fries in? Oh, this is a very good question. All right. I'm totally going to judge you based upon your answer. <laughs> Polynesian sauce all yes. the way. <laughs> Mike and I like Polynesian as well. Okay, what's your second favorite? Uh, my second favorite is the Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a unique myriad of like creamy and barbecue-y and... Yeah, yeah. Well, I get, I'd be aging myself to say that when I first started to find my joy of Chick-fil-A, Polynesian sauce was not Didn't around. Didn't exist. I was, no. We're in the same era. Thank you. Yes, yes Amanda. <laughs> I have a kindred spirit right here. Yes. <laughs> and I like Polynesian as well. So since we dated ourselves, let's take it back just a little bit. Something that I like to ask um, the ladies that are that are in studio is about work-life balance. And you you and I have had this conversation before. And actually, a dear friend of mine, Joy Mitchell, um, shared with me a different term. And we'll call it work-life integration rather than balance. Because if you think about the balance, like in a law office, mm-hmm. one is always losing out if the other is, is, you know, if it's tipping the scale. So more so an integration. Neither of us are mothers or wives, mm-hmm. yet all of our time is devoted to our passions and the marketplace and minimally to ourselves. What do you do for Laura to stay sane, to stay healthy, to stay vibrant, and also perform um, top tier for your company? All right. Well, ultimately, um, I have to have my kind of down moments. I call them my quiet moments where I just have a chance to just completely decompress. So, but I absolutely enjoy working out. So, which I never thought I would like years ago. So I picked it up probably about maybe 10 years ago and I love it. It's just a way to kind of give me some more energy, allow me to really kind of think through my thoughts. I enjoy doing that absolutely enjoy drinking a good glass of wine so uh, a few of my friends have been really helping me become more of a wine connoisseur there yes. so which, a wine club uh, wine wednesdays we we are taking new members please come i would like to apply absolutely you are approved we'll move you to yes. the top of the list um <laughs> i'll bring the bottle absolutely absolutely and then i do have two i call them fur children at home i have two main coons uh cats so they're kind of just my little fun and joy there so it gives me a chance to kind of connect with others in my community in my neighborhood there as well too outside of the I have quite a few nephews nieces and godchildren that just kind of help feed that other side of me so the playful side that I can really get a chance to kind of just unwind disconnect and get a chance to really spend some time with them so recalibrate yeah i'm gonna have to google a mancoon because i have no idea what that kind of cat looks like they're big and fluffy (laughs) you said they help you with your community well well they just my community is made up of nothing but dogs so okay yeah so my neighborhood i think maybe there might be one other do you walk your cats no 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 definitely no i just kudos to people that do that stuff but no oh my gosh no I think I would probably end up on the losing end of that that so we're just gonna say that they enjoy sitting in windows and just being you know what they are watch yeah yeah so but they're just kind of my little decompression time and ever all the kids in the neighborhood love coming by and people just love coming and seeing them so it's just a great way for me to stay engaged in my in my my little neighborhood that I'm in <laughs> nice well you're in good company I mentioned Terry Donald before uh, she's a cat enthusiast and mm-hmm. uh, last season we actually had cat rangers as one of our, oh, our supporters yeah nice so I, I got to learn a lot about the, the wrangling of kitties last season <laughs> 
Laura, I've had so much fun chatting with you today and I could chat with you for several more hours and we can do that over wine sometime. I do want to give you an opportunity just to share maybe a, a final note with our listeners or some words of wisdom that you might like to impede um, before we say bye-bye. Absolutely. I just have to say, as much as I think we touched on it a lot, you've got to be out there finding ways to feed yourself, um, whether it's professionally or personally, and find the people that are going to lift you up. That circle doesn't have to be huge, but you need to find the people that are going to be supportive of you and supportive of your journey. You know, be be honest with you when they need to be, you know, and and really kind of help motivate you and guide you along the way because there's always going to be stumbling blocks. But um, being present, being engaged and just getting out there and just, you know, I always tell people that, you know, when I talk to them, I said, maybe we don't know each other well enough now, but if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, drop me an email. I'm more than happy to talk to you. And if it's not something that's in my wheelhouse, I feel, you know, complete when I can connect somebody else that making that connection there and helping them along their journey then, you know, I've checked that box for the day and it makes me feel really darn good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I can tell you're a born connector, although you were an introvert that turned extrovert connector. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were turned out. <laughs> Laura, I don't know if you're able to take on new clients or, or if, um, if Absolutely. You're, so if anybody that happens to be listening that might be interested in learning more about um, you assisting them, how could they reach you? Absolutely. So first of all, I mentioned LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there. Um, check out H hlbgrosscollins.com um, and uh, certainly I'm also on other social media aspects as well too or um, at our, uh, our website out there I mentioned already you could just go right onto our page and our people and you'll find me in there um, but um, and uh, I'm sure if not and if you run into somebody that knows me they've got my cell phone <laughs> they can text me and I will make it happen as yeah. well we won't give your cell phone number out but do connect no. with Laura on LinkedIn um, she has a, a robust network and that's actually where she and I uh, do a lot of our chatting just because LinkedIn happens to be up on my computer all the time <laughs> um, Laura I want to thank you again so much for participating in, in our celebrating powerhouse women series you're absolutely a powerhouse woman and I'm thankful to have you in my sphere of influence I look forward to wine Uh, on Wine Wednesdays with you, Laura. (laughs) For all of our listeners out there, remember you can catch the live broadcast every Friday at 1130 on businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you found value in our content. Again, these shows are available 24-7 on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, etc., wherever you get your audio shows. Laura, where do you listen to your podcasts? Um, uh, Apple um, uh, is really kind of one of my main sources. It's already on your phone. You don't even have to download an extra app. Exactly. I'm also an Apple girl myself. Hey, thank you guys very much for joining us again today. And please don't forget to follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and I look forward to you joining us next time on Celebrating Powerhouse Women.